On this episode of the Competing for Christ podcast, we get to hear about Somi Azubike's testimony, his journey, and how Christ has played a role throughout recent years. Somi plays collegiate football at Kentucky Christian University, and you will notice that his testimony is real. And you get a real sense of what it's like to be a collegiate football player nowadays by his story, his real story. I love talking with Somi today because he was fully transparent. And I mean, he really didn't hold back anything when it came to his faith or his football career. But as you listen today, you can really see this transition in his mind throughout this testimony from, you know, not knowing God to coming to relying fully on him. Uh, especially in recent years, from not believing in God's plan to now being patient and content with where he's headed. I know you are going to love it. How are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. I'm your host, Ken Burke, and today we get to talk to Somi Azubake. Somi, it really means a lot uh, that you got to come on today. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Um, I'm just, I'm really excited to do this. Like, I, I, I love stuff like this. I see all this stuff on Instagram all the time. I'm like, dang, I wonder what that's like, you know, to do that. But I'm, I'm just excited to do this and see what's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, you're you're doing it now. And I, I'm honored to have you on. And um, Zomi, as you are at Kentucky Christian right now, how's the season going so far? I know you are two games in so far. At the moment, we are... We are zero and two. Okay. You know we are. You know we cleared we cleared house um, last season because you know you know guys get better opportunities. Guys you know transfer. Um, coaches get better opportunities like that benefit them and their families. So you can't you can't fault especially um, men of faith for doing that because they got to do it because you know they have people in their life that they're ultimately responsible for. They got to do what's best for them and their family. Um, so we're we're a fairly young team, um, but we have we have potential. We have promise. Um, you know, we definitely got battle tested on um, my first two games. You know, it's like it was a wake up call for a lot of guys because only a few of us have actually played in college games up until well, everybody has now. But up until week one and two, we had a, like people coming straight out of high school, you know. So um, obviously it takes some time. It takes um, um, some work, you know, um, like with anything. Um, but, you know, we're looking to get our first win this weekend. Um, we play um, uh, we're playing Campbellsville University for our first home game. So, um, you know, we just, we just got to lock in, you know, everybody, you know, do their job and, um, you know, play for each other. I mean, most importantly, obviously play for Christ, of course, but, you know, do it for the guy um, standing next to you. Like, you know, bro, I'm going to make this play for you or I got you, I got your back, you know, stuff like that, you know. Um, definitely been a challenge. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, one of the upper uh, – uh, one of the upperclassmen on the team. I'm not. I'm not like a captain or anything, but I, you know, I try to lead like by example. You know, if I like if I, if I fall short, you know, I like I fell short. Um, um, I think last week at practice, you know, I, me and my um, some of my teammates got into it, you know, and I um, gave in to what my heart was feeling. I start and I said some things, and I and after everything calmed down, I was on the sideline, um, just um, you know, just get myself together. Then Holy Spirit told me you need to apologize to the whole team. So I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I did it. So I went up there because it says in James, um, James five, it says, um, "Confess your sins to one another, um, and pray for each other so that you might be healed." So you know that's what I did. You know, half the team didn't even know what I was talking about, but that's but that's what I was told to do by by God. So you know, 
I just want to I try to be the type of um person that I'm not I'm not perfect but I can be relatable. Um mm. you know, I just don't I'm not trying to put on this front like I'm like I'm this um perfect, you know, guy like I'm not cuz you know if if that was the case I would have died 2000 years ago and resurrected 3 days later, but that's not me. He lives in me, but that's not but that's not I'm not physically him, you know. So um mm. But yes, yeah, as far as the season goes, you know we got we got uh, winnable games. Um, we're trying to make some noise this season, um, but you know it just it just takes time. But we're we're definitely gonna make it happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know you're staying positive. I can already tell. And you know that that story of you, you know your emotions get they get high. You know, you know emotions run rampant sometimes. But I think that you know you hearing the Holy Spirit talking to you, and you know you're saying like, okay, I do need to apologize and. That that's a big step forward in your faith because you're recognizing that already. But Somi, take me through your journey. I know you're at Kentucky Christian now, but how do you feel like God has guided your path up until this point? Oh yes, it's a great question. It's pretty much like pretty much like a big part of my testimony. So um, so I've been playing um, I've been playing football since I was uh, five or six, um, and I didn't I didn't like it at first because you know I didn't like getting hit, you know. So, but like I had anger issues. So, you know, when I was, when I was a kid, so, you know, in football, you can hit people, you know, obviously the right way and not get in trouble for it. So I ended up liking it. So, um, I just kept doing that. You know, I was, I wasn't born, you know, the, I was born with size, but I didn't have the attributes, like the quickness, the explosion, the speed, the flexibility. I I had, I had to develop that over time. So, you know, um, I'm out there. I don't have the time. I didn't know what I was doing. They're just telling me go run and hit somebody because, you know, it's Little League because, you know, yeah, whatever. So, so yeah, then it get, got to um, middle school. I was doing that. Um, got better. Um, high school is really, really started, um, you know, it got it got really tough. Um, you know, I I found myself, how do I say this? I think that's where football really started to become an idol for me but at the time I didn't know what idolatry was because I wasn't I wasn't saved back when I was like you know 14 15 16 17 18 like I wasn't saved back then I'm 20 I'm 23 now so um so back then like in high school you know I played um I played d-line and o-line um and you know I wasn't you know I was I was decent at it it's just not what I wanted to do because I, I, I tried, I, I thought I was going to be a wide receiver, but then I realized, like, yeah, I'm not fast enough for that. So um, I found out um, about this position called tight end. So I'm like, what's a tight end? So it's an O-lineman and a receiver. Well, that's amazing for me because, you know, I can I can run, I can catch, you know, I can block, all that stuff. You know, and, and plus it's me. Me personally can, I think it's super easy. Easiest position on the field by far. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, um, but at, throughout high school, you know, I was, I was still had to play D line cause we ran in high school, we ran a spread offense without a tight end, which low key blows my mind still because every team we played, they use a tight end. They're killing us over the middle with them. Every single play, just dumping it off every single time. I'm like, why do we do that? But, um, yeah. but yeah, man, like. Um, high school ball is really tough on me you know like I would begin first and second team reps and you know come Friday um, or Saturday when I was on JV like I wasn't playing I didn't understand why and then I would talk to coach about it you know stepping out of my comfort zone because you know I didn't like I didn't like really confronting people not like confronting or like talking to them like well 
maybe I just need to do something better. So I don't, maybe I can just avoid talking to him because I didn't, I didn't like conflict, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So um, I, um, I asked him, he said, we need you to be more aggressive. So, uh, be more aggressive. So I'm like, okay. But they're like, they're telling me, you know, in practice, oh, somebody good job, this, that, and the other. So I think I'm doing a good job. But then, you know, next time I talk to you, you're like, okay, you need, we need you to do this, that, and the other. So I keep doing these things. And I'm still not getting what I think I, I guess, deserve, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we go through that. Um, my senior year, we finished seven and three. I had like maybe four or five, four or five tackles on the year, you know, and a couple of assists. Um, yeah. So I end up graduating. Um, I go to I go to junior college straight out of high school. I went to Hawking College, which is in um, Nelsonville, Ohio. Um, like you know, a couple um, like 10, 15 minutes away from Athens. Um, you know, that's when I f- um, first started playing. I actually got to play tight end, um, and you know, I'm out there doing my thing. You know, running routes, catching a ball, blocking. But then one day, my head coach at the time at my junior college, he said, um, either you move to offensive line or you're off the team. Now, obviously, I didn't like that, but I'm not, I refuse to call my mom and say, Mom, I'm not on the team anymore because they told me to play a position and I didn't want to do it. Like, I feel like that's just like a sorry way to go out. So I didn't want to do that. So, you know, they moved me, you know, obviously, I didn't like it, but, you know, I did it. Um, and, you know, they said I was going to play more. And once again, here, here it comes again. I'm running first and second team, and come Saturdays, I'm not playing. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like I'm doing what they're telling me to do. I'm, even though I don't like it, I'm suffering for the benefit of people who, you know, really don't rock with me or like me like that or care about me as a person. So you know, I'm doing all these things and it's just not coming to fruition at all. So I'm, you know, I'm getting frustrated. Like this is when I I fell into a deep depression. I put on, I put on like, I put on, I don't want to say quite a bit, but I put on some weight. Um, I stayed in my room the whole time. My mom will call me, my sister, my aunts will call, um, you know, and I just wasn't answering the phone. You know, they're worried about me. The only person I really like, um, really talked to for real, you know, I guess was my mom and my grandma. Um, even though I, I didn't answer my mom's calls all the time because, you know, I was like, man, I, I can't do this. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody mm-hmm. type stuff like that. Um, but eventually I started, you know, you know, responding and all that, you know, letting them know what's going on because, you know, um, you got to talk to your family. You know, you, you're away from home. You're right. 18 years old in college. Even though I was still in state, I was only an hour away from home. But still, like, I felt like I was just really, really isolated. You know, I was just in my own head a lot, you know, and um yeah, there was that. So, uh, my freshman year of college, we went one and nine. Yeah, we weren't we weren't mm-hmm. good at all. So, um, so then come springtime, um, uh, spring semester, um, they say, um, if you do what you got to do, we'll let you play tight tight end again. So you know, all systems go green light. Let's do it because you know I'm I'm all people have always acknowledged me for my hard work. Um, how resilient I am, how um, disciplined I am. Um, obviously, all of that is God-given because um, I don't do any of that on my own. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, um, so you know, spring semester, you know, I'm doing my thing. I'm in the weight room. I'm running, running routes with the um, receivers, 
and um, catching passes from the quarterback, doing my thing. And I'm I, I, and I'm having a good spring ball. You know, I'm doing I'm doing once again. I'm I'm making strides. I'm doing everything I need to do to get what I want um, and stuff like that. So we get to the end of uh, spring ball. It's the last spring practice of of the uh, of the semester, right? So coach comes out there early. He's always out, he's always on time, but he comes he came out a little earlier than he usually did. So we out there, we just warming up, doing our thing. So he blows his whistle and tells me to come over there, like go talk to him. So you know, everybody on the team they're like, oh, oh, because because they already know what happened last semester, so they're freaking out. I'm freaking out too. Yeah. So um, I go over there, and I'm like, what's up, coach? And he, and like, it's, it's, this is actually crazy. Um, he said, you actually surprised me how good you're doing at tight end. I didn't think you were going to do that well, which is, you know, it's crazy. Like, he low-key gave me a backhanded compliment because at the time I was just like, oh, thank thank you. But then as, as like, a couple years went by and I, and I look back on it, I'm like, yeah, he definitely – he definitely just low-key just came for me on that one. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it, it's all good. I was like, all right, thank you, coach. And then he said, I just want you to have a next play mentality. Don't get mad when things don't go your way and stuff like that, you know. So I'm like, all right, I'm like, all right I got you. I got you. Yes, sir. So I go over there. I'm excited. You know, I'm smiling from ear to ear. I'm like, I did it. I finally did it. We broke through. We're about to make it happen. So we go I, we go home for summer break. You know, I'm doing still training, doing my thing, whatever. So then we um, come back um, for the um, for fall, my sophomore year, because junior colleges are two year institutions. So I'm about to graduate in December. So, um, you know, uh, um, I'm once again running first and second team. I'm catching passes. I'm making good blocks. And come Saturday, I'm not playing again. So then, once again, I talked to Coach. I'm like, Coach, is there a reason why I'm not playing and I'm running first and second team? Mind you, we only had two tight ends on the roster, me and some other guy. So, of course, I, I had to be in there. So, you know, um, he said we need you to be more aggressive. But once again, he's telling me, good job, Sonny, good block, good route, good catch. So, obviously, I'm going to think I'm doing well. Because, you know, obviously if a coach is telling me that, am I supposed to call – I'm not going to – am I supposed to call him a liar? Oh, I'm not doing good, coach. Stop stop lying. Like, what do I look like saying that? You know? Like, what? Yeah. So, so you know, we end up going three and six. Um, the first to last game of the season, I believe – I hope that I said that right. I don't say that often, first to last. But, anyway, one of the last games of the season, um, I had, like, a mental breakdown on the sideline. Like, I was, like, yelling. I was screaming. I was crying because, you know – I put in so much work just for you guys keep telling me good job, good job. But then come Saturday, you guys are not playing me, not giving me any opportunities to go out there and show you what I what I believe I can do, what you know I can do, because I've shown you every week in practice that I can do it, you know. And and then like everything, this all this all like culminated like freshman year of college. Like everything, my my whole world came crashing down, and I couldn't stop it. And I didn't know how to handle that because I never experienced, excuse me, um, I never experienced that kind of adversity ever in my life, ever. I didn't know what to do. So all I knew how to do was just freak out, you know, get mad, cry. You know, I punched a few walls at one point because, you know, I just didn't, I didn't know how to handle. I was being led by my emotions. Yeah. 
Um, I think it says somewhere in scripture about being led by your emotions. I could be wrong about that, but um, I don't know. That just popped into my head. I don't know why, but um, but yeah, man, I was I was a wreck, you know, and um, you know when I when that happened on the sideline, you know, I coaches were laughing at me. They were like, they were laughing in my face when I was like literally in so much, you know, anger, anxiety, depression, you know, just bad. Just I was just bad everywhere. And they were just literally laughing in my face. I'm like, man, like this really solidified. Like the season already solidified how they felt about me, but that really just like, you know, really, really sealed the deal for me. So then season's over. We go three and six, you know. Um, you know, we beat who we were supposed to beat, but the people who are better, we definitely lost. So, but that's not the point. Um, so after that, you know, I'm, fi- I'm finishing um, – I'm finishing um, my associate's degree there um, at the end of the fall semester. I'm about to graduate. And, um, you know, uh, we're, I'm, I'm in the, um, I was in class because I stayed after class to make sure I had all my work done because, you know, at that point I was like, all right, man, I'm just going to focus. No matter how I'm feeling, I'm just going to focus on getting my schoolwork in, getting it, make sure all my stuff is good so I can, you know, just get out of here get my degree and go somewhere else and try to and just start it to start fresh you know um so um one day i'm in class i stay after for a, a little extra just to you know get everything settled make sure everything's all good so i come downstairs to the cafeteria because I'm about, I'm, I'm about to eat right so you know some of my teammates were there like somebody where's you at i'm like i was in class why they said some um colleges came and offered some of us so I believe it was um, um, the schools that came were Central State, Tiffin, and Alderson Broadus, which I think that school closed down now. Um, that's crazy. I heard about that. But, um, yeah, so those school, those schools that came. And um, so I'm like, oh, well, are they still here? I'm like, I don't know. You can go check. So, you know, I go to the office, um, the coach's office, the door that, the door to get into the coach's office is locked. So I send coach a text like, hey, coach, are any coaches, like, hey, coach, any of the other college coaches still here? They didn't respond to me. You know, um, I believe I texted both of them, and neither one of them responded. So, you know, I'm like, wow. Like that, it was just more stuff that just kept, they kept showing me what, how they felt about me. Like they call like majority of the sophomores on the team up there to get offered, but, um, I think it was me and like I think a, one other person, but majority of them of the of them went up there and you know got offered you know so you know I called my mom and told him you know told told my mom what was going on and she's like you know somebody it's okay you just gotta you can still reach out to other schools so you know that's what I did I culminated all my film I had for the past two years and God willing and by the grace of God I got up there. Um, I got it to be two two and a half minutes of film. I didn't think I was even going to have a minute fifteen, but you know, I got in there. I showed the few routes I got. Um, actually, that year I ran a total of three routes and didn't get targeted on any on any of them when I was I was open. But you know, that's neither here nor there. It happens. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm sending my my stuff out to at least like I think sixty seventy schools. I'm just hitting up schools left and right, man, and. This one school responded to me, Mississippi Valley State, um, HBCU. Um, he asked for my transcripts, so I sent it. I had a 3.0 cumulative GPA, um, and which is was 
by far, you know, exceeded what I needed to even get into school in the first place because it wasn't like it wasn't one of those like, you know, schools where you have to have like the best best of the best grades. But I, I exceeded the expectations. But, you know, um, he ended up respond. He ended up not respond. He ended up not responding. He read it on my DM and just stopped talking to me. And I reached out. I was like, hey, coach, like, is there, you know, any news? And he just didn't respond. And then other coaches, they would turn their DMs off they or they just wouldn't respond or, you know, stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm stuck. Like, it's winter break and, you know, school's about to start again soon and I have nowhere to play. So, you know, um, and plus on top of it, around this time, my grandma is um, is dying um, mm-hmm. and she's in, the, um, she's in the hospital. And, you know, that's weighing on me heavy because my grandma was literally, you know, obviously besides my mom and my sister, she was like one of those she's like a very important woman in my life um and stuff like that you know so you know i'm sitting there i'm in the hospital pretty much every day looking listen looking at my grandma she still talks she looks fine like on the on the outside but internally is like her lungs um were failing and the doctors came in one day and they told us we don't know why but your lungs are failing you're getting weaker every day and this is around the time covid start running start you know coming in so after she um um, she passed, you know, that's what all of us think that, um, COVID a- ended up getting, getting to her and we, and, but nobody knew what that was at the, at that point. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I remember, um, you know, after grandma's passing and, you know, the funeral and all that, um, I had a dream that we were in her apartment that she lived in before she passed and I was sitting there and then she was sitting in her um, recliner chair that she sat in. She sat in that every day, every day. <laughs> Um, and she said, um, grandma loves you. She, she said, um, she looked at me, she told me in the dream that, um, she's like, grandma loves you and I miss you and I'm proud of you. So, you know, me, I wake up, you know, I'm, I'm crying cause you know, my dude, like what the heck, man? Like life is horrible right now. It it sucks. Like I, my grandma just died and you know, I, I can't, I'm obviously not playing football at the moment. I don't have a team to go to. So, you know, I'm just, I'm still a, like, can like, I'm literally a wreck. But when my friends see me, like, I'm smiling, you know, I'm goofing off. But then when I'm, um, but when I'm alone, you know, I'm just like, man, this is insane. Like, I don't know how to handle this. Um, so then my friend Ethan, um, my friend from high school, he he was at Bowling Green um, State University, the one in Ohio. And he, he said they're having walk-on tryouts. So he said, just why don't you just come here and, you know, try out? So I'm like, I have nothing to lose, so why not? Let's do it. So we go. Um, this is June. Not, I almost said June. What the heck? Uh, January 2020. Um, so we're going. Uh, we're doing that. We're waiting for We're working out, doing our thing. And then when March 13th, 2020, the infamous date, the world shuts down, COVID, everybody go home. So I'm like, what the heck is going on right now? So then now I'm at home. Um, I'm finishing school. My grades take a huge hit because, you know, I thought learning online was going to be a breeze. But I was very wrong about that. It was the hardest thing ever. So, um, you know, we're doing that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm working and stuff. I'm still training. Um, and you know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, keep, I'm just, I'm just trying to just press on not knowing what's ahead. So, but then eventually around that time, 
you know, I gave my life to Christ around end of 2020, early 2021. So that's when I started, you know, just praying, you know, like, God, like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. But it says that we're supposed to trust you. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, those probably weren't my exact words, but because, you know, that was such a long time ago. And I don't know. I don't remember what I said. It was probably something like that. Um, so, you know, I started, you know, I didn't have a Bible at the time. Well, I did, but it was King James. And, you know, um, I don't like reading thou, yay, and all that. I'm like, I kind of like to n- understand what I'm reading. So, yeah, I didn't do that. So I started just by going on the Bible app, well, the Bible website on my laptop and just finding verses for what I was feeling and all that. Um, so I remember one day my aunt picked me up from work one day and I showed her all my Bible verses I've been writing now. And she started crying because, you know, she's been at this time, she's been on her journey for quite some time. And, you know, it just went when other believers see new believers come to come to God or starting to give their life to Christ, you know, um, well, not starting um, or starting their journey, um, you know, it, it moves something in them. She started crying. At, and, you know, I'm I'm looking at I'm like in my head, I'm like, why, why is she crying? But now now that I've been doing this for a little bit now, like I know how that feels because, you know, giving your life to Christ, it's like it's filling that 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 void in you that only God can fill like I know that like sounds cliche but it's like it's it, that's a real thing though it's real um so you know that's what that's what um that's what happened you know I ended up going back to BG fall of 2021 still trying to walk on still trying to do my thing um but they keep telling me oh we're not having walk-on tryouts uh or no no they said they said they were but they never give an exact date so they were letting certain people walk on i just um i just wasn't one of them um so i'm calling my mom i'm telling her like mom look man they're not they're not letting me on this team like i don't know like you keep asking me like what's going on like mom i promise you these people are not letting me on the team i can't do anything about it so like so i transfer out um well i'm getting ahead of myself um my bad uh I um I ended up getting my first Bible, my NLT. I got an NLT study Bible. Uh, I got it September of 2021 because I was at school and I was like, and I started praying. I was like, God, I need a Bible. Like, I don't know, I don't know what Bible to get. Um, so then I hop on TikTok and the first video that pops up is of this girl talking about this NLT study Bible. It, it like has all like it's like your normal Bible, but has like descriptions like. Um, of like what everything means with this that and the other maps and character bios and all this other stuff so i'm like well um there's my answer said it's on amazon 50 dollars. so i ordered it went to the student union picked it up and can when i tell you i was so like something in me like just arose like i was just eager to just hop in the word and just see what all this is about um and at the time i was familiar with scripture but you know i didn't like i said i didn't have a bible when i first started so, you know, at the time I was just reading, um, I was reading five chapters a day. I'll be in my room for two, two and a half hours just reading, just writing notes, take, just trying to soak in as much as I could, you know, and, you know, I was getting excited and then, but every time I fell, fell back into sin, I'll be lucky afraid to walk outside. Cause I'm like, cause when I was reading in the old Testament, I'm like, dang, like God's really taking these people out left and right. 
<laughs> so, you know, because if I walk outside, it's, I'm definitely, I'm going to get it. Like, I'm going to get it eventually. But then I, but I didn't understand, but I didn't understand old covenant and new covenant. We're under a new one now. So I'm like, there, there's grace. There's not saying there never was grace, love, grace, and mercy, but like, you know, the as far as repentance goes, that's what changes. You know, we don't have to do animal sacrifices anymore. The blood of Jesus covers our sins, although it's not to be abused, you know, because that's what it that's pretty much the idea of Hebrews um ten verses twenty six to thirty one. You know, deliberate continue sinning, nothing else can cover these sins, stuff like that. Um I transfer out of BG, I go go back home, um, you know, training, working, stuff like that. And um, you know, I find I finally find a home church. It's called the Rock Columbus. Um, the church has been by my house for years, and I never knew about it, of course. So I go there. You know, I get into. I made some great friends, got leaders, um, great pastor, just great things. You know, I finally found where I belong um, and stuff. So uh, yeah, um, we're doing that. I'm training. You know, doing my thing. Um, I'm reaching out to coaches, but then a a dream that I had about at the time, three years ago, um, I was at my junior college, um, my sophomore year. Obviously, I'm not in a good space, as you, as I already said. Um, I had this dream where I was, um, uh, I was playing football. It was it was blurry, but I knew what I was doing, um, and I just remember the colors being red and black. So I was at a red and black school. So you know, they throw me, they throw me out wide. I'm at receiver. Um, Cause they put they can put tie downs out wide if they want to, so that's where I was at in the dream. So um, I'm uh, I, I I have a I have a I have a go ball. So I do my release, I beat them, I look, ball's there, I catch it, um, seventy seven yards, and I score. So and in the dream, everybody starts yelling, and then when it gets super loud, I w- I wake up. So I'm like, man, what the heck was that? So then when that dream reoccurs to me, I'm trying I'm trying to reach out to these red schools where I think. I should be, but none of them, the ones I'm reaching out to aren't responding to me. So I'm like, well, maybe that was just me because my dream school was Ohio state and you know, Ohio state wears red and black sometimes, but you know, that's, yeah. that wasn't, that wasn't it. Cause you know, I try re- I, I didn't even know how to get in touch with those guys. Cause they're just, you know, up there, you know? So, um, so going throughout the summer, you know, still going to church training, working, you know, going to church conferences, stuff like that. And, um, uh, for July 24th, I believe, um, I get a DM from, um, coach Jake, uh, Jake Russell. He's our, our old head coach. I'm here. Um, he's not here anymore though. So he, um, he messaged me, he DM me on Twitter. He says, Sammy, are you still looking for somewhere to play? So I'm like, yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm look. I look. I'm looking at his profile. I'm like, Jay, I'm Jacob Russell. Like, who? What? Where is he from? So I look on his page. It says Kentucky Christian University, and I look at their colors. And Lord and behold, it's red and black. So I'm like, dude, no way. Like I'm like I'm freaking out. Like I'm smiling. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And it's like, um, I'm. He offers me like within a day, right? And then I ask him, when does training camp start? He said, July 28th. So I had like three, four days to get everything together, like apply, classes, financial aid, all that. And we get and I get it done in like, you know, two days. So so then I'm I run downstairs, I tell my mom, she's sleep she's sleeping on the couch. 
and I wake her up like mom, mom, mom. I just got offered to go um go play football in Kentucky, and she's like she's like oh, okay, and she goes back to sleep. So I'm like, all right. So I go upstairs, I go to bed, and then the next morning I'm sleeping. She comes in the room, in my room. She's like, Sammy, I don't know if I was dreaming last night, but did you um come downstairs and tell me that you got offered to go play football in Kentucky? I'm like, yeah. She's like, is it a red and black school? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh my gosh. She's like, she, my mom starts freaking out. She's calling everybody. Somebody's about to go play football again, blah, blah, blah. Right? So, man, it, it was just a crazy thing. And then I told my, my friends, you know, my church that I was leaving, and they all, like, got really sad because, you know, like, they all, like, everybody, like, loves me and all that stuff. Like, oh, some of you are leaving. Don't go. Like, like, man, like, I know it's sad, but I, I got to. Because they, they already knew my story because I already shared my testimony with them earlier that summer. So they already knew um, what I was um, striving for, you know. So, um, so yeah, man. Um, now, like, that's how I know God is leading me because through all that uncertainty, through all that anxiety, depression, anger, frustration, I guess self-harm, if you will, when I, you know, taking my anger out on the wall and stuff like that, you know, he used it all for his purposes. And now I'm playing college football again um, at a Christian university, which, like, <laughs> nobody, nobody on this earth can tell me that Jesus isn't real, God isn't real, and that he's and that he and that he doesn't that like like he's not about his business. Like God does miracles every single day. But it's just it's all it's all about trust and you being still, but also about doing what you can do, controlling what you can control, and just make sure you know that God is in control at all times. He knows the beginning and the end, he knows what you need to do, the people you need to be around, and all that. So mm-hmm. Fall 22, which is last fall, is my first season back. And obviously getting back, being a part of team organized, like organized team activities was really tough for me because I was struggling to get lined up, learning the plays, because I've been away for so long, you know. Because yeah. um, at this point, I haven't played since 2019. Um, so uh, I'm uh, doing that. Um, I put up my first stat line as a tight end. I got only got I got three targets. I caught all three of them. And I 33 yards, and I scored my first touchdown ever in my life. Um, so that was a big moment for me. Like, the, obviously, the stats weren't like, you know, don't jump off the screen or jump off the paper. But for me, it was like a personal thing for me because, like, I would see my teammates at my other schools, you know, or my teammates now score all these scores, touchdowns and stuff. I'm like, dang, man, like, I wonder what that's like, you know. Um, I scored on the RPO, um, so it was a pop pass, and I got open, and I caught it. It was amazing. Um, it was 17 yards, too. Um, um, and it was, I was the last touchdown of the game, so, you know, it was just like, you know, God just, you know, let me show out for a little bit on that one. Um, mm. So, yeah, now now I'm here, man. Um, I'm only here because, you know, um, I think I've skipped a part. Oh, yeah, um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Um, so when I went when I wasn't playing football, um, I sp- I had so much like hate and you know resentment towards my old coaches because of how they like mm. treated me and all that. And and you know I kept saying using that as my fuel to keep going, keep fighting, and keep pursuing my God given dream and goal. But for some reason that wasn't fulfilling me. So I did what a lot of people don't do is like ask what did I do wrong, you know. And what I did was um, 
I football was my god. Football was my idol. Football was on the throne of my life. You know, so you can do you can play football or do anything for a very long time, but that doesn't grant you eternity with Jesus at all. Right. It doesn't. So that's what I I had to learn what it was like to go without, so I could get to everything I ever needed, all that I ever needed, which is God. Um, so. Um, and I prayed. I, I told God, look, like I know where I went wrong. I know what I did. And, you know, I, I want to be the best tight end ever. I want to play in the NFL. You know, I want this, that, and the other. And I believe I can achieve those things. But if you don't want me to have those things, if you don't want me to play football anymore, I get it. It's going to hurt me. But I know you have better. Wow. Wow. What an amazing story. And you touched on like, persistence and faith and devotion and just trusting in God towards the end of your your you know journey. There's so much to learn from you as well because God had to kind of take that away from you in order for you to learn that you need Him above all, not just sports. But you know, why do you think God brought you through that through the, through your entire journey? I feel like God has to when God intervenes, He has to do something to get your attention. Um, like take Jonah for example, like he tried to get away from God and he got swallowed by a giant fish. Like <laughs> I mean, it's the, that's the thing. Like God's gonna do what He has to do to get your attention. Like because you know that's just what it, he, something He makes Himself known to everybody somehow, some way. But you have to have your eyes open to realize, like, dang, like that's something only a higher being could do. Only something who's all knowing, all powerful could do. Like, if I continued the same way I was before I came to Christ, like, I probably would be in a lot. I'll probably, probably would have gotten to some stuff I shouldn't have. Um, I I probably would have just, you know, kept the same cycle would have been happening over and over and over again. You know, I'm doing this on the field and it's not happening. I freak out. I get mad. Anxiety. I get anxious, angry. I'm, you know, hurting myself, stuff like that. I think he was trying to teach, like, I guess I'm just saying it again. Like, he was trying to teach me that I am your God and I have, I am here to help you carry your burdens. I am all that you will ever need. Like, you may want, you know, these things, but that can't be, that can't be your idol. Doesn't it, isn't it one of the, Ten Commandments where it says you must not worship any other God besides me. I don't know. I don't know if those are the yeah. exact words. But yeah, man, like he he made himself known for sure. And I and I got right because, man, it, it's idolatry is bad. No, it is. It is. And, I, you know, I've talked to so many athletes and so many coaches, so many people that are involved in sport. And sport can be such a such a big idol in your life. And it, it can be all consuming because you're. You know, you're playing it, you're practicing, it's on your phone all the time. But how do you how do you constantly remind yourself that, you know, sports isn't who you are, it's not who you your identity is? So let's just say I um I don't have the best practice, right? Let's just say I don't have the best practice, right? I'm God's love for me isn't determined by how I perform on the field. His love for me is determined by what he did on the cross for me no matter if I have a good game or a bad game or a so-so game his love never changes 
says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, forever. Like, he never changes. Like, he's always going to love me, and I'm still going to be his son. I'm still his child. I'm, he's, like, the sacrifice that he made never will diminish because of what I do out there. All of that, every every ball I catch, every um, route I run, every step I take is because of him. Like, I don't, none, I don't do that on my own. I have to constantly remind myself I play for an audience of one, and I play not to be accepted. I play because I am accepted. You know, like, me, I could be the greatest athlete to ever touch this earth, but all that will mean nothing if I'm not dedicating that towards the one who allowed me to have it in the first place. If I'm not doing it for his glory, obviously – People are gonna give me the glory, but I don't do it. I don't do it to please people. I I do it for the I do it for God. I gotta make sure what really matters the most is make sure I'm giving Him the glory. You know, and then you know, and, and that's hard. You know, people people get successful. You know, they get a bunch of money or you know, nice house, nice car. You know, the 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 finest wife ever or whatever. I don't know. They think, oh, this is all me. This is all me. But no, like that. Everything. I believe that everything that I have come to have, you know, I don't own, I believe I'm not an owner of anything. I'm a steward of the thing God gives me, you know, everything, everything that I have is because of him, you know? So I just, um, remind myself that no matter what happens, I'm still his son and I'm still, I'm blood bought. I'm purchased because of what he did 2000 years ago. And it's still, and it covers everything now and what's to come. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I can see that humility already. And, you know, you've been a, a Christian, you've been saved for only a couple of years now. And I just can't wait to see, you know, as you continue to grow in your faith and continue to you know, grow as an athlete, how you continue to weave Jesus into every, every part of, you know, playing football. But so, I mean, this is a pleasure. I had, I had one more question before I let you go. Would you change anything, uh, anything about your journey or about how, you know, you got saved when you got saved or anything like that? I would much, I wish I would have found Jesus um, in probably high school for sure. And who and who knows, maybe, maybe if I did, it still would have played out the same way. But, you know, I guess the way I see it now, like um, better uh, later than never, I kind of don't want to burn for eternity. I don't want that. You know, it's just, you know, I'm, it would have, it probably, who knows, I, if I would have found him maybe freshman year or maybe sophomore year of high school or junior year, whatever, like, who knows what would have happened. But, you know, I'm, he found me and I took him up on his offer. He made himself known to me. He's spoken to me like he always does. And I'm, I'm here now. Obviously, I can't change the past, but, you know, I know my, my past is the past, my present and my future are in are in the best hands ever. Yeah, that's a good answer. And everything that you've gone through, it has culminated into where you are right now and what the person you are right now, uh, you know, does and is. And I, I think I relate to you so much. You know, I didn't have that. I didn't have a true relationship with Jesus in high school. And I wish I could go back and, you know, do that over again. But there's a reason that I went through that. And there's a reason that you went through that. So... I really respect uh, your answer, and I respect the humility for sure. 
Thank you. Thank you, Ken. I really appreciate that, man. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This was awesome. And I just can't wait to see, you know, your, the rest of your career and your journey as a Christian. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. We're, yeah, we're definitely on the move. Um, we're def- yeah. definitely on the move for sure. It's, it's looking up here. It's, it's going to start getting crazy around here soon, but we'll, we'll be all right though, for sure. All right. Well, for all of our listeners out there, please make sure to share this episode and subscribe to the show. Uh, It means more to us than you know. If you don't get anything else from this, just remember this. Like always, Jesus loves you, and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you all next time.